0: Hello, guys, and welcome to my podcast, Desserts, Not Deserts. I'm Lizzie, and on today's episode of my podcast, I'm joined with four special
1: guests. Hi, I'm Sophia.
2: I'm
0: Anna.
1: Hi, I'm Sydney. Hey, I'm Tiara. This podcast
0: intends to be a call to action for increased access to fresh and nutritious foods in neighborhoods experiencing food deserts. Today, we will discuss food deserts by defining what food deserts are and who they affect and what the consequences can be on human health and introduce solution ideas. Before we get into the actual content of the podcast, let's start with a quick question to you guys. Would you rather get fast food or cook at home? And how many days out of the week could you do this?
2: Well, personally, I would much rather cook at home than go out and buy fast food every day. I could probably cook at home three to four days
0: out of the week.
1: Anna, I would have to agree with you on that. I would much rather cook at home, but I see myself ending up getting fast food just because it's more convenient than driving to the grocery store on a busy schedule. Um, I Probably only cook at home like two to three days of the week. What about you, Sydney? <laughs> Go
3: off, Sophia. You too, Anna. Um, I personally oh. couldn't cook every single day, Um, I'd much rather go get fast food. I think there's more variety when I go out to eat because someone else is cooking and I know they're going to have like at least a vegetable, a starch, a meat, versus when I cook, it's like, oh crap, I'm thinking about all the components of the meal that have to come together And I start getting lazy, and that's when I'm probably eating the most unhealthy when I cook myself.
0: Great responses, ladies. Um, I also wanted to share some feedback from local people in our community. So, Tiara actually went out and asked Do you have access to fresh food and groceries here in Athens? And here's the answer from Sheila, a local Athenian woman
4: most of the actual grocery stores and places you can get the fresh stuff mm-hmm. not whatever the hell they went to the store and bought mm-hmm. the grocery store and then selling dirt store is you gotta go all the way if you ain't got a car then you gotta ride a bus or whatever yeah. or get a lift or whatever to get to fucking grocery stores mm-hmm. and one so wait, look I feel if they uh, nothing against the bars but I think they got enough bars why can't they have like a place for fresh produce you know Mm -hmm. fresh vegetables you know a place you can go like a meat market fresh meat that's a great point yeah a fish market Mm -hmm. you know where like just one area be like a little market house where you got your People in here selling fresh fish, fresh meat. You know,
2: exactly. Yeah. Think they're gonna
4: cut them in front of you, or not how you want them.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's a problem with Athens. So we're doing a project about food deserts here. There's just not enough access to fresh foods
4: and groceries no, here. No, there's really not. Yeah. They're really. <laughs> I can understand people like to drink. There's so many bars. A person it's can a stagger out a fucking one, get kicked out of one and stagger into the next one. Yeah. You know, they're gonna take that person for however much money they can get and stagger another one. They need a place where you get fresh produce, like fresh vegetables, fruits. Like a big market house to where you can have your meats and all. Yeah.
2: Yep. And so after talking to Sheila, she agreed that within Athens, there's definitely not enough accessibility to fresh foods and groceries. And this is why we consider Athens to be a food desert. And so a food desert is usually defined as a neighborhood that has low access to grocery stores and fresh food markets. Um, A lot of people in America actually live in food insecurity, and they turn to fast food as alternatives for their meals.
1: Yeah, in urban places, people can conveniently buy fast food in the absence of grocery stores. But in rural areas, fast food isn't as easily accessible, and they usually turn to farmers markets. So the experience varies in rural versus urban areas.
2: Yeah, like people in low socioeconomic status, they're more limited in how far they can travel to get fresh groceries. At least for me, I live in an area where there's no grocery stores that are w- within walking distance, but I'm lucky enough to have a car, so I'm able to travel to the grocery store to get fresh food. But, you know, for people of low lower socioeconomic status who can't afford a car or transportation, they're more confined to where they can go get food as they can't travel as far. This is why they are more susceptible in being in food deserts rather than a person who who is of higher socioeconomic status.
3: Yeah, Anna, I definitely agree. I can see how that plays out, especially with some of the people I know. I have this friend and they take the bus to Walmart because they don't have a car and it's hiking inconvenient because they have to go only during certain times of the day and then afterwards they'll have to carry all their stuff back and ride through multiple stops when it's way easier to just walk to a Chick-fil-a which is closer
0: yeah and you know going off of speaking of you know who uh food deserts effect. I read an article the other day that said African American populations had half as much access to chain supermarkets than Caucasians, and going even further, Hispanics have a third as much access to chain supermarkets than non-Hispanics, um, which is just crazy to think about. And you know, I think people also tend to forget about the burden also experienced by both. Children and elderly populations, who are both considered very vulnerable populations. Yeah.
1: Only are food deserts inconvenient, but they also have consequences. Of food deserts include negative health effects on human health. It can cause chronic diseases, malnutrition, and negative effects on mental health. Not getting the proper foods one needs to grow can lead to vitamin deficiencies or obesity. This then accelerate or the uh, develop of onset specific chronic diseases like type two diabetes and cardiovascular diseases. A study labeled the association between living in food deserts and cardiovascular risk done in 2018 stated in their conclusion that people living in food deserts have a higher prevalence of cardiovascular risk, inflammation, OS, and arterial stiffness. This data was based on subjects residing in the Atlanta metropolitan area. These health implications can decrease life expectancy and the quality of life that an individual will experience.
2: Mm, Yeah, I
1: mean, I actually
2: read in an article from the National Institute of Medicine that there's a greater prevalence of cardiovascular disease and obesity amongst those living in food deserts.
0: Yeah, and, you know, if we keep, thinking about the older age populations having a higher risk for increased severity of already existing chronic diseases. And then children, um, the population of children have increased risk for obesity and or malnutrition as a result of limited fresh food options.
2: You guys, we can't also ignore the fact that low accessibility to nutritious food options does affect both the physical and mental health of those living in food deserts?
3: After doing some research, I learned that there is a high correlation between people of low socioeconomic status and people living in food deserts.
2: So, how can we initiate change to correct the effects of food deserts? Well, recently, I noticed that they're implementing bus stops near farmers' markets.
0: Oh, wow. You know, having a closer proximity to bus stops would really enable people to get access to fresh and healthier foods. Uh, I've actually also noticed the implementation of farmers' markets right at bus stops. Mm,
2: yeah, that's that's definitely very prevalent. Um. So basically, in Atlanta, they debuted a bus stop farmers market called the Fresh Marta Market, and both the Atlanta Community Food Bank and Marta, um, Atlanta's Transit Authority, are involved in it. And it features fresh, it features fresh produce and free consultations about food assistance programs. And they hope to implement this in at least or all of their thirty-seven Marta
0: locations. Wow. You know, it really seems like Atlanta's on to something.
3: And, you know, if you feel that your community doesn't have easy access to public transportation, you really can write a letter or send an email to your local legislators and, you know, push to implement them. And I know they really like to hear from community voices.
1: Sydney, you're so right. I would love to see more government support for programs such as farmer's market promotion programs, which provides direct funding towards domestic farmer's markets, roadside stands, and community spread agricultural initiatives.
3: You know, I read about this lady, um, I think her name was like Latrice Murray, and she was from Kansas City, Missouri. She had an urban farm where she grew a bunch of produce and she would share them with her community. And one of her neighbors said that the availability of her farm is so much more convenient because it's only a five minute drive rather than a 20-minute one to the one market that's closest to the city. And while Murray's farm is funded like with her own out-of-pocket costs, if she had the support of the government, she would be able to grow and expand her farm to support a greater part of the community.
2: Food deserts are a serious epidemic in America and can have long-lasting effects on those who live in them. Yeah,
1: you guys, before this, I didn't realize how prevalent food deserts were before doing research, or how much we can do to actively combat them. Reducing the amount of food deserts in America would cause a chain reaction, leading to less malnutrition, food insecurity, and diseases like type 2 diabetes.
0: Well, thank you ladies for coming to join me on my podcast, and I think this discussion has been real sweet. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Desserts Not Deserts. Toodles. Bye. Bye.